Hello and welcome to Locked On Lease, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050, joined by my co-host, The Zoobs from Yahoo Canada. What's going on, pal? Oh, baby. We're, we're feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling good about this little run we're on here. This is, a, this is some good, watchable, fun hockey. Makes it, uh, makes it all the wor- worthwhile. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's nice to see that the Leafs have kind of gotten back on track and they're on a bit of a roll and against some good teams too. You know, they, they got started on this road trip with a nice win against St. Louis and then a, another great win against the Canucks. We'll chat about that in just a moment. Uh, and then afterwards, we're going to talk about tonight's game against Calgary to see if they can keep it going and try and extend that winning streak to three straight. But uh, since we missed yesterday, let's go ahead and let's chat about that win against the Canucks. 4-1 was the final. Uh, I thought the Leafs, through the first couple of periods, I thought that they played exceptional hockey, arguably some of the best hockey I've seen them play. Um, They kind of got worked a little bit in the third period there. But all around, I thought that it was a really good game. But at the end of the day, I thought Freddie was the man who really stole that game. Um, I thought that the Canucks were uh, kind of all over him, especially when when the game was really tight. Um, And he kind of just made a few key saves. Saves, you know that save on Besser on the power or on the on the breakaway. There's a couple of one-timers too from Pedersen. Uh, I thought that the Canucks were just pouring it on the third, and Freddie's the one who who kind of kept the team afloat, kept them in it, and then they were able to get a couple of late goals. But what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought through two periods, it might have been the most fun uh, game to watch all year. Just really, really good hockey, really fast end to end. Uh, a lot of great chances on both end, and, and couldn't agree more. I, I think I thought Anderson was really the difference down the stretch. And when you say Anderson with the stop on the breakaway, you got to be more specific. He took like three or four. Yeah, uh, it was like four breakaways. Crazy. Uh, that can't happen, and that's something that we've been we've been wary of all season long. But um, for for the most part, for for most of this game, I was really impressed with the effort. I thought I thought stylistically, Vancouver was a great match sort of to to have exactly this type of game unfold and, and it was really really exciting to watch uh, I, I loved I loved the way they played they were they were fast they, they were they played hard uh, you know there was a, some rough stuff as well as, as you sort of predicted uh, I thought it was probably John Tavares's best game of the year I, I thought he was Certainly. really really sharp um, and yeah once again Freddie Anderson continues to be uh, the difference maker on these nights when when they're playing teams sort of to a dead heat everywhere else he he's been able to to steal them some wins yeah i was on another podcast earlier today and i was talking about how freddie anderson could potentially be like a dark horse mvp candidate if the leafs can kind of string together a bunch of wins and get themselves uh pretty solidified into the playoffs you know he's been the best player and the only reason why this team is even sticking around in the playoff spot right now you know we've seen what happens to this team when they don't have anderson between the pipes they got one out of a possible 14 points in the seven games that's been the case so freddie man like steady freddie he's been the guy all season long and he was the guy again uh, against the canucks um I thought a couple of players had a really good game, actually. I was really impressed with Justin Hall. I thought that he had a good one. Uh, also ended up with, with two assists. But, you know, that line between Hall and Muzzin, I feel like, is really starting to... The chemistry is starting to build a little bit there. And I like what I've seen out of him uh, recently. What were your thoughts on, on that pairing and, and Hall specifically? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's absolutely... Uh, um, you know, they were under siege a little bit, especially uh, down the stretch. But but it was a little bit of bend and don't break. I think it, I think it is a nice pairing. I think their styles mesh together pretty nicely and you know i would be won't to point out that that this little run of good hockey has sort of coincided with cody cc being knocked down 
two to bottom pairing. Uh, yes. You know, <laughs> cause and effect. Maybe, maybe correlation isn't causation, but um, yeah, I, I'm comfortable with the with the Hall Muzzin pairing. I think for for any shortcomings Hall may have, they sort of play well into Muzzin's strengths and, and vice versa. And, and Hall has been one of the good stories of this season as somebody who. You know, last year was very, very tough for him, and he has risen to the challenge this year and and taken notice of an available spot that he can take and and, and the opportunity there, and he's run with it. He's looked like an, an NHL player and, and has, has fit in and, and been uh, a reliable part of this defense core, and, and that is great to see and, and something that's sorely needed because they are not, uh, you know, overflowing with options on the blue line and and to see him step up and to really seize this and run with it uh you know it, it it's very 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 good to see it's gonna be interesting to see what they end up doing at the end of the year i don't want to kind of look too far ahead but you know i can't help but notice the fact that other than morgan riley and i guess dermot's on a, an, an rfa you know justin hall is one of those ufas that they're gonna have to try and and lock up at the end of the year to go along with tyson barry cody cc who will they'll probably let walk but uh you know jake muzzin the rest of the team they all need contracts and justin hall is going to be really interesting because i think he went from a guy who you might be able to get at a pretty good bargain price and and now at this point halfway through the year his stock has only risen so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him in the future i hope that they're able to to find a deal for him they, they can't let everybody walk so uh but it's nice to see that a guy like justin hall who was at one point, honestly, just uh, he was a, a practice squad guy. Like Babcock just had him sitting in the press box all last year, pretty much. They got into what eleven games, mm-hmm. and a majority of those coming late in the year. So good to see that he's been able to, to kind of turn things around. Um, I thought that you kind of mentioned that JT had his best game of the season. Uh, I, I totally agree and concur with that. But something that I also found really, really encouraging is the fact that both John Tavares and Matthews actually had a good game on the same night. I feel like too often this season that hasn't been the case it's either jt's having a good game or matthews is having a good game but neither have really been able to get going at the same time And i think that was something that last year was a big reason for their success the top six was just consistently scoring and they're able to kind of outscore opposing teams this year hasn't been the case because either matthews has gone on a dip or you know the Tavares marner hyman line uh, has gone on a dip last year we didn't really see that i thought that the that you know that Tavares marner hyman line was kind of really consistent throughout the entire year and they kept rolling which kind of masked some of the the peaks and valleys that matthews went on and uh, i thought that you know for the first time all season really they were both uh both rolling and and had really good games yeah that's that's a great that's a great point and i think i saw something crazy that matthew's goal was the first time that austin matthews has scored on a goal that was assisted by john Tavares at five on five which is like Amazing. All seat, really? Yeah, ama- five on five. Keep in wow. mind. Keep in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but still, um, you know, that's a combination that I. Look- I want to see that line more often. By the way, absolutely. I was just about to say that that's a that's a look <laughs> that I think when things get hairy and when things get dicey and you need a little offense, I think combining those two guys is something that Sheldon Keefe should not be afraid to go to, and I, and I don't think he will be. And I I loved Johnny T's pass on that Austin goal. Just. Just awesome vision, uh, the kind of stuff that you pay a guy to be your leader to do, and and you know as I said, I, I thought it was, I thought it was JT's best game uh, in, in all three zones, and and he had everything working, and was passing well. The, the deflection goal was really nice. The, the other goal was 
just a classic Tavares. I think, uh, you know, the more he plays like that, um, the more sustained success this team will see because it, it, it starts at the top with these guys, as we've mentioned many times. And, and just like you said, when they can get two or three of these guys all having good games at the same time, that's a really, really tall task to have to shut down two or three or four guys spread across a couple lines. Yeah, and uh, you know, before we, we run out of good things to say about Matthews and John Tavares, because I'm sure they're going to come up in the next, uh, in the good, better, best, why don't we get to it, and that'll be up next. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Leafs Podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside the Zoobs. Uh, big 4-1 win the other night, the Leafs over the Canucks. Uh, a lot of really good players in that one. I thought that this is one of the better games all around from the Leafs uh, for the most part of that game. Uh, who? What is your good for this one? Good, good I'm going to give to Justin Hall. I think you sort of um, made a, made a solid case in the earlier segment. Uh, two assists, and despite the fact that you know that pairing sort of got not caved in, but had a tough night in possession, uh, they didn't break. There, it never like they managed to stay on the positive side of, of the goals for and goals against, and they really battled through a really tough assignment. I, I really liked the way that pairing together played. You could call it the pairing itself, but. Um, you know, a pleasant surprise, and and if he's going to be a positive uh, every night, that that really helps them establish some depth. So I like the way Hall played. I know, you know, they may have been down in shot attempts when he was on the ice, but but I just thought in a general way and and sort of eye test, uh, he stood out as somebody that managed to pass this test of a very difficult assignment and do so with flying colors. Yeah, I mean, like you look at the the line of Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson, and JT Miller, which is the line that he was pretty well matched up with for a, a good part of this game. You know, he, it's not only the fact that they had a lot of, of shot attempts against. So when you look at the you know the those numbers, it, it doesn't look great. But he also did a really good job of kind of taking away some lanes. I thought, uh, you know, they kind of kept the Canucks at bay and and out kind of around the perimeter, uh, which is something that you always want to do. And, and they didn't give up a lot of high danger chances, uh, which I think is is key when you're playing such an elite team like Vancouver, or a highly skilled team, I should say, like Vancouver. So certainly uh, he had a really good game. For me, I had Austin Matthews. Uh, I thought that he also had a really good game, uh, not just on the offensive end. I thought that he was pretty good uh, also in his own zone, which is something that we haven't said a lot recently, mm-hmm. um, but I thought that it was one of his better games uh, in all three areas. You know, he was able to get a goal, uh, like I said, alongside Tavares, a line that I really would like to see a lot more often. But I thought all around, you know, Matthews had a, a really good game. And, you know, you called it the other day. You said, I think that we're going to see a lot more goals being scored. He's a guy who's who's been pretty streaky, had a couple the other night uh, in St. Louis, and then gets another one here uh, tonight or uh, the other night in Vancouver. And we'll see tonight. They're up against the Calgary Flames. We'll see if he can keep it going and try and make it three straight. But you know, Matthews looks like he's on the up and up uh, after after a tough tough little stretch there of of five games or so. But I thought that this was a really good one for him. Uh, what was better for you? Better uh, this is this one was John Tavares for me. I, I thought uh, you know as as mentioned, I thought it was his best game of the year, no question. Uh, and just just the timing of his second goal when when they had sort of been. Play, they played pretty well through the first two periods, and then in the third, it sort of started to slip away, and they really, really, really needed a goal. Uh, it was 
he was the one who stepped up and, and delivered a, just a beautiful shot. Um, you know, that's sort of what you look to for your captain. That's what you look to for your leader. You look to a guy who is going to recognize that that it's make or break time in this game, and, and that goal really took a weight off the team. They were getting swamped, and there were breakaways, and they were really looking like this game could go either way, and that goal changed everything and really really got them the two points on offense with that 2-1 goal. I thought it was just um, the kind of thing you look to for a leader to do, and, and he really stepped up in a very tough situation and, and really raised the level of play from this team. For your captain, that is a very captain-like thing to do. Very captain-like. Uh, but I, I also had him in my better category for a lot of the same reasons that you had. Uh, it's it's nice to see that, you know, I think maybe he's, we we overlooked the fact that he did have that, that finger injury, which clearly I think now that we look and see that the skill is still there and, and he's, he's playing a lot better as of late, I think clearly that hindered him a little more than we thought it was. Um, when he was kind of going that little bit of a, a scoring slump uh, a couple of weeks ago. But I think now, you know, he's healthy again, and he's showing that, you know, he still does have that elite skill and elite offense. And uh, I, I just hope that it keeps going because, you know, like I said earlier in the show, you know, that line last season between Tavares, Marner, and Hyman, they didn't really go through a slump. They kind of were, were pretty steady the whole way. And I think that's been one of the biggest differences between last season and this season. The fact that there's been a, a lot more inconsistency, not only with the team, but that line specifically. So if they can keep it going and keep the consistency up now that they finally are all healthy also helps. Uh, I, I think that bodes well for the Leafs going forward. And, and Tavares having his best game against Vancouver the other night. That's why he's got my my vote for the better category, but I think we can all agree that the best of the night uh, had to go to Freddie Anderson. Yeah, absolutely. W- once again, um, when the chips are down, when things are looking bleak, uh, Freddie Anderson there to save the day. It, it, it's become um, a real running theme. I mean, 38 saves, uh, expected, expected goals against was 2.5. Like, he, he had some unreal stops. Uh, six high-danger saves. Um, really, really, really just an impressive, impressive performance and made it look real casual. The breakaway saves, just the casual flash of the leather, um, really never looked like he was scrambling, never looked uncomfortable, looked totally zoned in the whole way. Uh, easily, this easily could have been a 3-1 loss. It easily could have been a 4-1 loss. But Freddie was just really, really solid. It, it continues... Um, an absolutely awesome run that he has been on the last couple of weeks. Uh, really, really been impressed. I, I know that um, you have already mentioned a couple times that you think he could sneak his way into some big award talk. But if you look at the last three games, he's really put together three really, really solid games. Um, four to last five, if you want to forget about the end of the Philly game. Since that Philly game, he has bounced back in a big way. Uh, I think calling his crease against Colorado sort of kicked this off and, and he has been the man on this team ever since. Definitely. Um, I also saw an interesting stat from, from Mike Kelly from the point hockey, you know, we, earlier I talked about how, how he stopped, you know, a couple of, uh, breakaway stops from, from Brock Besser. You know, Besser had a season high six shots from the slot and had four scoring chances off the rush that game, unable to beat Anderson. Uh, he didn't blink. He was he was dialed in that whole game and uh, was, was the biggest reason. He stole that game for 
for Vancouver, which is the biggest reason to give him the number one star, the game ball. He was the best player out on the ice that night. Absolutely right. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll preview tonight's game against the Calgary Flames. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside the Zoobs. Uh, Leafs currently on uh, a two-game winning streak, looking to make it three games on this Western road trip. Uh, you know, it's funny. We came in, and I think we discussed this last week. We said, how many wins do you think they'll be able to get? How many points can they get on this road trip? And I, at the time, I thought getting this was coming off of three brutal games, and I thought, you know what, coming off... Going out west is is tough. Uh, def, maybe they can split it and go 500, and I think I'd be happy with that, considering that they had you know St. Louis, who's the defending champs. Uh, Calgary's been really red hot. You know Edmonton, they've got McDavid and Drysaddle, and Vancouver, really highly skilled team. But we sit here, we're two games into the four game trip, and they're already at 500. So everything from here is gravy. And tonight they got a really tough matchup against the Calgary Flames, They're the NHL's hottest team. They've won six straight since they fired their head coach. Jeff Ward's got them buzzing. What are you expecting out of tonight? It's going to be a good one. I, I think this is another. This is a matchup where yes, Calgary is uh, red hot, but there are some things about that streak that I think can be taken advantage of. For example, Milan Lucic has scored three goals in his last four games. Uh, <laughs> Zach Ronaldo has goals in back-to-back games. Tobias Reeder is scoring. Like it, it's not. You know they're not being driven by some really high-end talent here. I think. I think this is one where the the Leafs can act as a real stopper, and there's uh, a real chance. The, the the difficulty, of course, against a team like Calgary is going to be the defensive pairings. They're a really strong defensive team. The, the defenders can do everything. They can move the puck. They can skate. They can they can shoot. Uh, so it's going to be a fun test. I don't expect it to be as stylistically beautiful, let's say, as it was against Vancouver. But I think this is one where the Maple Leafs can definitely ride into town. And, uh, and end this hot streak. It might not happen, but I think all the pieces are in place for them to pull this off. Certainly. I, I mean, I, I think that especially you they're playing really well, coming off of a couple of nice wins against St. Louis and Vancouver. They can keep it rolling. Uh, it's something that you brought up, which I thought was interesting. You talked about the depth actually scoring for Calgary, which is something that they weren't doing prior. Uh, and I, I saw a really interesting stat that got tweeted out. It says, for the Flames, Derek Ryan, Milan Lucic, Dylan Dubé, and Zach Ronaldo combined points for... So in the previous, uh, how many games are they in into the season? I think there were 33 games in. Yeah. So in the previous 27 games before the coaching firing, that the combination of Derek Ryan, Lucic Ronaldo, and Dubé, 16 points. <laughs> Since Jeff Ward took over in the last six games, they've combined for 19 points. So they finally have the depth rolling, which is something that has really uh, hamstrung them throughout the early part of the season under Bill Peters. And, you know, if if they can get that depth going, I think that that poses a little bit of a problem for Toronto because now they don't just need to, you know, key in on the one top line. Now they got to be a little bit weary of, of everybody else and the rest of the lineup. Um, you know, it's they're a deeper team than I think they were a couple weeks ago is is pretty much what I'm getting at. So that, that could pose a little bit of a problem. But I think at the end of the day, I like what Toronto is doing right now. Um, 
And I think they have three really good lines that are going to be able to compete with them. Uh, But something that I found interesting, too, is over the last few games, and a whole reason, the only reason, I think, why Lucic is scoring is because he's playing on a line with Derek Ryan and Johnny Goudreau, which is uh, (laughs) maddening. uh, But that was, you know, just a random, you know, throwing something at the wall and hope it sticks type maneuver that uh, coach Jeff Ward made uh, when he became the coach. And it's somehow seemed to work because even Goudreau scoring, he's back up and running. So, you know, I think they've spread out the scoring a little bit so that they could have three lines that can, uh, you know, produce a little bit of offense. Uh, so it's 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 going to be a fun game. I think the the matching to the line matchups is going to be something to watch. Listen, if, if Milan Lucci scores on Frederick Anderson, then <laughs> I will happily take a loss in this game. I, I, I do see the point, and, and you're absolutely right that that depth has been the key to their run, but uh, I really believe in the Maple Leafs' depth being able to stop that. Um, I think my concern on this one mainly is a little bit of what we ran into previously this season when they played a team that they probably should have beaten, and I worry about um, maybe not giving it the 100% effort that we've seen in the last couple of games. To me, that's where the danger will be. Maybe taking the foot off the gas here a little bit. Maybe seeing we, we're already 500 on the trip. We can sort of coast a little bit. I think that's the danger that they have to avoid falling into. And, and if they can do that, uh, I really do think they're the better team here. So um, shutting down Milan Lucic is step one. And the rest of it, <laughs> the rest of it should fall into place. Yeah, it's a really good point. You know, we chatted about it a couple of days ago, the fact that this team seems to get a little bit complacent. You know, it's, you know, uh, one step forward, two steps back has kind of been how this team has uh, has gone about the year. So uh, let's hope that, you know, that's not the case and they can keep it rolling tonight, go on a, a nice three-game winning streak and end up at least guaranteeing a win on the road trip uh, as opposed to putting a split up for grabs when they get to Edmonton. Uh, what are your keys for tonight's game? I think I think a good key here. I think once again, and, and at, at the risk of repeating myself, a, a good start will go a long way here. If they can get out and grab an early lead, I like I like sort of their talent advantage to sort of mitigate what would be pressure from this Calgary team. I think, uh, especially with how hot they've been in the last little bit, if you can get them on the back foot to start and and not have them continue that momentum and and be feeling good about themselves early on in this game, I think that'll go a long way towards dictating the pace, which is what they're going to have to do against a team that, you know, for the most part, they are uh, faster than. Definitely. I I think a key for me, I think they got to get the big boys going. That seems to be, you know, over the last couple of games, especially in Vancouver, when they had both of those top two lines rolling and playing well, uh, you know, they, they can... When that's happening, you know, they, they tend to be able to, to keep the puck. I know not as much in Vancouver, but uh, it was certainly the case in, in St. Louis, I thought. But keeping the puck in the offensive end, kind of play uh, a game of keep away. Uh, I think getting the big boys going, you know, rely on those horses again tonight to, to try and and uh, get the two points. You got another key for me? Um, yeah, I, I just think um, just it's, it's going to be sound a little obvious, but... Um, you know, Calgary has really struggled with their penalty kill. Um, they are they are not, uh, you know, they're they're not. Um, pardon me, I'm thinking I'm looking at this wrong. Pardon me. Calgary's been a decent penalty killing team, so you're going to have to take advantage there. 
um, but they have not been a great power play team. So I think sort of in, in the middle of the pack in, in both ends, I think that's an advantage uh, the Maple Leafs can take. Uh, maybe that's a little reductive to say that every single game, but I, I really do think, um, you, you know, once you get past this tough defensive core, the goaltending in Calgary has been a question for a little while. Dave Riddich and um, Cam Talbot Cam. both sort of been, you know, in the bottom third of goaltending. So I think if you're able to get a man advantage and, and get some clean looks, there are there are goals to be had. It sort of goes hand in hand to what you said about the big boys. I, I really believe in you know, Austin Matthews' ability to beat both these guys with a clean shot. I believe in, in Marner's ability to create plays that make these difficult to defend as long as they can get past these really strong defensive pairings. I believe uh, the offensive advantage is, is pretty heavily tilted in the Maple Leafs' favor, so taking advantage of that on the, on the power play uh, will be paramount as well as sort of staying disciplined on the other end. Definitely, and I think just first and foremost, get an early lead. You know they mm-hmm. they got to go into the into the um, into the first intermission with a lead in this game. They seem to play a lot better when they have the lead. Uh, when they're tied going into the third, I think I saw uh, that they've only been able to get out of the third period like seven times this year. Uh, so I think this is something that the Leafs. Uh, need to do they get us they got to get out there score early and then play with the lead and and that's when they're at their best uh, we saw that in in st louis where they went out and they had an amazing first period and they kind of coasted it all the way and then i thought that they had a really good first couple of periods against uh, against vancouver too and you know if, if they wouldn't have had those good periods against vancouver and if freddie wouldn't have been able to stand on his head then I don't think they would have been into it. I think Vancouver, you know, it's very easily that they could have been up 4-1 uh, going into the the third period, and then it kind of would have been over. It wouldn't have even allowed the Leafs to come back. So let's go ahead. Let's get an early lead and, and get it rolling and try and play a 60-minute effort. I know it's cliche, but it's something that we, we still kind of are looking for. You know, they had a great 45 minutes in Vancouver. I want to see 60 minutes. You know, Calgary is going to give it to you. They're a hard team to play against. They're, uh, they're, they're skilled. they got a good blend of size, skill, and speed. And, you know, they're going to be a, a good team. It should be a really good game. I'm really excited for it. Uh, but I think the Leafs, my prediction is they come out of this with a 5-3 victory, and they hand Jeff Ward his first loss of the season. You read my mind. I, ha- I had 5-2, but 5-3 sounds, sounds about right as well. I, I think this is an opportunity to really uh, to grab this, to, to a really winnable game here as, as hot as Calgary has been. I, I think the Maple Leafs are the better team, and I think uh, just a good push, as you said, out of the gate, an early lead, will really make this uh, a very, very attainable win. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. And be sure to check back in here tomorrow. We'll be recapping the game against the Calgary Flames and be chatting about what else is going on over in the world of hockey. It's been a busy one. Even actually, we, we saw yesterday, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it, but yesterday, Maybe we'll chat about it tomorrow. Pete DeBoer fired from the San Jose Sharks. Uh, so maybe we'll chat about that a little bit tomorrow. Uh, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.